Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watched Oscar winners Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto in The Little Things. Naomi Watts in Penguin Bloom, and Justin Timberlake in Palmer. So what flavor of polar seltzer are you drinking on this fine Sunday evening, Spencer? Ruby red grapefruit. Ooh. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. So it basically tastes like uh, distilled water with a little bit of sparkling... And then a really bland, boring taste. I like it, but I mean, you're not kind of matches off. your personality. Um, and so anything? Thank you. <laughs> anything else going on with you today? Not much. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, I shot some dogs uh, today. I I ended up taking some photos. Just to clarify, I'm shooting photos of dogs uh, today, and I was taking a picture of a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, which you know I used to have one of those. His name was Winslow. Oh yeah. yeah, really cute little guy. That's really right, adorable little little fella there. Um, his name was Sparky, by the way. But come to find out, when I knelt down to take the picture, I farted in front of like three people. That <laughs> 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 oh, was really was so funny, actually, dude. Not even joking, because I knelt down, and the dog was being kind of annoying, like he wasn't going to sit still. And then I farted, and he stood still, and I got the shot because of that. So the dog and everybody else around you was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, legit. And I I was just like, oops. (laughs) And the guy with me started laughing. It was really funny. It was a great day. So uh, farts are still funny, even when you're 25, because you are more likely to just let them out by accident. Right, mom? (laughs) She knows. She knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, Spencer, any any stories you want to tell? Or should we just, uh, should we go ahead and get... Right into your favorite show of the week, Mainstream Boys, with me. We can get right into it this week because we have three films, so we have a lot of movies to talk about. Um, so yeah, we can just if we could right keep in. this under an hour for the edit, that would be nice. But since we record at six, that's plenty of time. I'm only half a beer in, so it's not like I'm going to pass out drunk quite yet. Um, but yeah, welcome back everybody to Mainstream Boys. Is the show where me and Spencer get together every single week on Zoom, talk about the new release films of the week. Uh, we grab a big bucket of popcorn. Uh, maybe we fill up a nice plastic cup with ice cubes of some mellow yellow. I used to get that a lot uh, back in the dining hall because they did not have Mountain Dew. So I get mellow yellow, which I almost preferred. You ever have mellow yellow? Not a fan. No. no? I, I, I know that was like your shit. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty, no, pretty I'm not good. I'm a huge fan of mellow yellow. Or like it's it's like it's the equivalent of what Pib is for Dr Pepper. Uh, I don't know. I think me. that's kind of an exaggeration. That's like Sierra Miss versus Sprite. Oh, okay, well your opinion's a little bit misjudged. And maybe some raisinets. By the way, Spencer's favorite candy, raisinets. So if that doesn't make you judge him as a human being, I don't know what will. It's not my favorite candy, but for for your joke, I will. <laughs> you go with you it. like them? You can't don't lie to me. You like them? I don't I don't mind them. Yeah, they're, they're not terrible. I don't think they're god awful. Like I think uh, candy corn is the worst. Oh uh, well, candy that goes without saying. Do ever exist. I, I like the pumpkins though, but they're a little thick. But no, I don't hate raisinets like uh, like you do. No, I actually huh? like raisinets, okay. but I feel like it's like it's like the oh, candy okay. equivalent of Nickelback, where you're afraid to admit you like them. 
Sure. <laughs> I've never thought of it in this. I just before, thought of it but... now, and I okay. feel like that's the same thing. So, uh, yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's get into this. Uh, we did cover three films this week, uh, one of which was The Little Things on HBO Max. We covered Penguin Bloom. Thanks for that recommendation, Mom. Uh, that's on Netflix. And we have Palmer, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. So you can check all these movies out streaming. How about that? You don't have to go jump through any hoops, go to the theaters or anything. Just check these out on streaming platforms. So how about that? As long as you're paying like $40 a month to have uh, HBO Max, Netflix, and Apple TV, sure. Yeah, what else are you <laughs> As long as you're paying days? your monthly subscription <laughs> services, you can watch all of these uh, streaming. Yeah, that was helpful to, yeah, to have them all just come right out to these different streaming sites. You got to pay the piper, man. You know, everybody's got to do it. Um, yeah. But here we are. I figure why not just kind of get into Why don't we start off with the little things, Spencer? Because that's the first one I have listed. He must really like my car. I do. How's the truck space? Something I gotta know. How's a guy with the best clearance rate in the department work 15 years without a promotion? Maybe I didn't go to the right church. When I look in your eyes, what I see, it ain't good. Uh, it was a recommendation from one of our uh, Instagram followers who was like, oh, you got to watch the little things. We're like, okay, well, we will. It is rated R, a little bit over two hours. It is on HBO Max, and it came out in theaters on the very same day. has a 6.4 on IMDb, a 48% critical rating, 63% audience. Deke, a burnt-out Kern County CCA is California. California deputy sheriff teams with Baxter, a crack LASD detective to nab a serial killer. Deke's nose for the little things proves eerily accurate, but his willingness to circumvent the rules embroils Baxter in a soul-shattering dilemma. Meanwhile, Deke must wrestle with a dark secret from his past. Directed by John Lee Hancock, Spencer, have you ever seen uh, The Blind Side or Saving Mr. Banks? I have seen both of those, and I have also seen The Highwaymen, another film that he directed oh, for Netflix recent a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you watch that one, John? No, but he also did The Founder, oh. which is one I wanted to watch that I never I got around to. I have also recently watched that one as well for the first time uh, oh. about, a, I don't know, six or seven months ago. How was how was The Founder? It was okay? Yeah. 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 It, it just, like, I was, was like, okay. Michael Keaton playing the founder of McDonald's. I just don't really care. Like, it's interesting to know, like, the kind of like the backstory of how mcdonald's got franchised but the movie's okay yeah yeah i figured it was just kind of a pat you could pass on it but anyways this movie does star three oscar winners which you will find out from the trailer and the poster but we do have denzel washington rami malek and jared leto so kind of a very star-studded cast here but we'll get right into it this movie is about the little little things which is pretty much the only thing that spencer and i knew going in i knew it was going to be kind of like a detective thriller uh murder investigation with jared leto basically playing this like i mean supposedly a serial killer or something but you could tell just from the trailers that his eyes were all sunken in which he kind of looks like that anyway but i, w I was pretty pumped to get into this movie just because of the star-studded cast and and the uh kind of the plot behind it but i ended up being a little bit disappointed with it just a tad because I was expecting something quite extravagant with this cast, but I will let Spencer give his initial thoughts on this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to echo kind of everything that you just said going into it. I didn't watch any trailers. I just saw the poster, and I thought it was really cool. Kind of, you see Denzel Washington and Remy Malik on the bridge, and then underneath, upside down, there's Jared Leto on the bridge, just probably at a different time. And it's like there, it looks like some sort of like detective, like chasing cat and mouse type story i'm always down for those psychological thrillers uh, movie kind of like seven 
Um, so I, I saw the cast, I saw the poster, saw that John Lee Hancock was the director. I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to watch it. Don't need to see a trailer. I went into this pretty excited because, you know, we don't have a lot of big movies that come out these days, as everyone knows, that they're just straight to streaming sites. Um, and you said that you were a tad disappointed. I was, I was very disappointed with this. Ah, yeah, um, well. Unfortunately, because in, this is one of those movies where, like, as it's going, I was into it. There were some scenes with legitimate tension where I was like, this is actually, I'm into this. This is pretty great. I, I can't wait to see where it's going to go. My main issue is a spoiler, so I won't really get into that. But, like, once a certain, I don't know, once the story goes a certain direction, I checked out. And I was like, it's this, it's it's one of these movies. Okay. Yeah. And then I was just like, I, I just wasn't into it. I just, and then when it ended, I was so unsatisfied. I just was like, really? This was the little things like this was the movie that, that was the I little was thing that we're alluding to yeah. this whole time. I see where you're coming from. Uh, and, and yeah, like Spencer said, to really break this down, it would have to be a spoiler review. I think that this movie does. It sets you up with these tension filled scenes and it's kind of a, a slow burn to get you to what is ultimately pretty unsatisfying because they, they give you a lot of misdirection and stuff, especially with Jared Leto's character. Denzel and Rami are f- are good in the movie. I mean, I really like Denzel as kind of this just like deputy guy who is just really good at his job ultimately, but has a, a fairly dark past. Yeah, Denzel Washington's great as well, and I actually really like Jared Leto's performance. And who knew if who knows if he knew that he was being filmed the whole time? Maybe he just thought he was part of some documentary. <laughs> but regardless, they all were in different movies, and that was another big issue with this movie is mm. nobody seemed like they're on the same page with each other like they were all trying to do something different with this movie and it just didn't work when it was put together unfortunately because i mean you have remy malik's character who's kind of interesting and kind of goes down this dark path as well and then you have denzel washington who also has this like hidden secret and he you know you kind of guess what what's going on with this character but that's the thing it's just like it doesn't go anywhere exciting there was, like, a lot going on, but also, like, nothing going on at the same time. Like, when it came down to the actual right. investigation, like, there were some cool kind of, like, cat and mouse chases. There was the one scene on the highway with Jared Love Leto. That, was, awesome. that was That was cool. I liked how that was filmed, and it's it's very back and forth. I thought that was really well done. Um, but I think just, again, ultimately, it doesn't lead anywhere satisfying. When, it, when you finally come to the very end and they reveal the little things, it's like, all right, I guess... If you want to go yeah. that way, that's fine. But I would have wanted oh, something no. a little more dark because Jared Leto's character seemed like he was going to be this horrible, despicable, disgusting person. You don't really learn yes or no, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. And I don't know. I, I know it's kind of an unfair expectation, but I honestly thought like, oh, this could be like kind of like Seven in terms of just like it's it's got the talent it's got everybody involved it's got this HBO Max hybrid release in theaters and on the streaming site I was like I was genuinely looking forward to it in psychological thrillers especially about like cops trying to find a serial killer honestly it's kind of one of my favorite subgenres of films they're just very interesting like I binged the Night Stalker in one sitting I still want to check that out dude dude it's so fucked up and brutal uh this also like it was apparently written in the 1990s like 1993 by John Lee Hancock, and he was going to have a different director come in and do this because he, a lot of directors showed interest. Steven Spielberg, Danny DeVito was even interested because he was a kind of a big director in the early 90s. Uh, we had uh, Clint Eastwood also attached at one point. So the, everybody loved the script, and I guess when they came time to make it, it was just a little too late because it, it feels dated 
like you've seen these movies done so many times before and it attempts to do something different but it does not work so. yeah i and like i said it reminds me it reminds me of a lesser version of films like zodiac or prisoners or sure just yeah. something that has so much more meat on its bones and this one like it felt like it was going it felt like it was going somewhere but then there was this whole scene was missing or something that would have like revealed the the real like center point of this film it just wasn't there for me so i i think it's a missed opportunity you have all these actors on the table and you just kind of let them go to waste a little bit yeah unfortunately like I don't know if it was just my expectations were just too high and maybe that was just unfair, but I was just, I was very let down and disappointed, especially just seeing the talent that was involved in the kind of like this, what the story was uh, about. I was interested and I was in, but I was ultimately pretty let down. I found it kind of just clunky. Technically, I think it's a very like well shot movie performances. They're all great. I mean, they're Oscar winning actors. They're going to give great performances. I just thought the story was a little unfocused and misguided. Take that with a grain of salt. I don't think this movie is getting the greatest critical reception. I did finally see the Rotten Tomatoes. It looked like it had a 43% last time I looked. 48 this past afternoon. Okay, it's a little higher. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's got potential. It's got some good scenes, but just I was let down when it ended, and it's not going to be one that I remember. I'm going to go two out of five. Yeah, that's too bad, man. I I am going to go a little bit higher, but I basically echo all your points. I think that... They create something that seems like it's going to be really cool. They have a slow burn with all these kind of cool detective scenes where Denzel Washington is like following Jared Leto around and trying to kind of figure out what's going on with all these dead girls and connect it to a case from his past. Like there's a lot there that it's like, I think it just, again, just a very big missed opportunity. They could have done something a little bit more impactful with the story. It would have been way more interesting. Um, I definitely just was not blown away like I was hoping to be. So three out of five. I still think there's a little bit there that you a lot of people... got it fresh, so yeah. you liked it enough then. Yeah. yeah, I didn't hate it. I was just like, that's it. So I didn't hate it. I just thought it was just bland. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just disappointed. That's the biggest word I got for it. But that's it. That is uh, the little thing. So why don't we move on to... Penguin Bloom. Can you feel this? That's cool. Like a superpower. This isn't forever. You want to erase yourself, who you were. There's the weight of the world on my shoulders. But you're still you, Sam. Hello. Maybe you should have left it there. She needs a knife. Penguin. Yeah, Penguin Bloom Spencer. Uh, This was kind of a little bit of a last-minute addition to the podcast, but uh, my mother was like, hey, I watched Penguin Bloom. I'm like, what the hell is that? Um, (laughs) And then we watched it. So, Penguin Bloom. It wasn't (laughs) even on my radar that it was getting released this weekend. I had heard of this movie because it was at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival back in September when that was online, uh, the virtual online film festival. You could have rented it for about 12 bucks, but the... The reaction was like it's it's okay it's it's fine <laughs> that I saw that Netflix picked it up and um it just it it released over the weekend surprise and then all of a sudden you're like hey you're gonna watch Penguin Bloom because my mom saw it and said it's good so you're gonna watch it I don't but think that's what I said I said my mom said Penguin Bloom was good and then I was like no no and you're like all right so you're gonna watch Penguin Bloom because uh, my mom just watched it and it's good I'm like okay well all right then <laughs> well we can't we can't do we can't you know not do something my mom wants if. Because she's the one that exactly. listens to the show, no, so we got to hey, talk about Stephanie's it. Stephanie's listening to the show, and she says, hey, I watched a movie. It's called Penguin Bloom. You guys haven't even seen it yet. It's it's a new release movie. Yeah, I'll watch it. Of course. Anyways, Penguin Bloom, uh, which I do want to read one of these uh, the top critic wrote, there is bloom for improvement. 
And I thought that was a very comical opinion of Johnny Olenski. So if you want to go give him some hate, go right ahead. He's on Rotten Tomatoes. Gave it a 2 out of 4. But this movie is rated PG. It's an hour and a half long. It is on Netflix. Has a 6.8 IMDb, a 66% critical, and a 74 audience. When an unlikely ally enters the Bloom family's world in the form of an injured baby magpie, they name Penguin. The bird's arrival makes a profound difference in the struggling family's life. I've never heard of a magpie before. I guess it's an Australian bird, Spencer. Is this something that you were aware of? Yes, I had heard of a magpie. Although, it's weird because it's called Penguin Bloom. Just automatically, I assumed, and I should not, I should never assume, but assume. I did, that I thought that they were going to adopt a penguin into the family. And when, it, when I found out that it was just a little a magpie, little bird, I was like, Oh, I was like, so just, that automatically brought it down a letter grade. You're like, oh, it's not a penguin. At least like a half grade, yeah. Yeah, so this is based off a book written by Cameron Bloom, who was the father, um, played by Andrew Lincoln in this movie. Coral! 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 I was just waiting for him to say Carl the movie. He doesn't say it. He says penguin, but he never screamed for Carl. So that ultimately brought it down a grade for me as well, but... If you do want to follow Penguin the Magpie, it has 179,000 followers on Instagram. Right, like the actual magpie from the movie? The bird. Well, like, I don't know if it's the, the same bird. The movie, in... Or like the actual bird that the family the bird, the real, The real bird. That ha- it has an Instagram account? Yeah, 179,000 followers. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so Holy you... shit, I'm definitely going to follow. Okay. Yeah, so I <laughs> I almost followed it on our page, but I wanted to ask if it was okay first. Uh, no, but Pen- go ahead. Okay. Penguin the Magpie, and we have 600 followers, by the way, so we're, we're slowly creeping up on a bird. Directed by Glendon Ivan, who's never really done any films before, but he did do a few, or I think that's a woman. Sure. Uh, she did a few miniseries, but this movie has Naomi Watts playing uh, the mother, Sam Bloom, which is her second time getting injured in Thailand. Spencer, how about that? I thought that was quite interesting, because it's actually a thought that came across my mind during the film. I'm like, is this somehow connected? to the impossible because i don't know this is just weird seeing her in this environment with a family again and has griffin murray johnson who plays uh, kind of the main kid in this movie and andrew lincoln who plays the husband so he's from the walking dead i don't know going in this movie i had no idea what i was getting into i started watching it at about 10 p.m right after the little things and i was like all right yeah maybe this is gonna be a kind of like nice light-hearted film and you know I, I pretty much thought that it was it's this uh this family that goes through a tragedy but Ultimately, this uh, this little magpie bird shows up and kind of lessens the blow a little bit. I think it was just kind of an adorable film that had some flaws, but uh, Spencer, you watched the movie. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it was okay. <laughs> like, it was fine. <laughs> totally fine and harmless. It's a nice little family drama. Um, and it's it's definitely... It's it's definitely heartbreaking. Like there were so many times in this movie that I just I felt so bad for her character, just the real life woman as well that went through this tragedy and just desperately just was so like clinging on to that one incident that caused the the accident. But it, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's just the movie was just a little over sentimental for my taste. Um, just in like the presentation performances though, Andrew Lincoln, Naomi Watts, the kids, the magpie. The magpie, especially. All great. Like, honestly, all do a very great job. It's very believable. Like, they really seem like a good family. I love the Australian cinematography. Like, I want to go on vacation in Australia from this movie. Um, So, that's the positives I have about Penguin Bloom. It's Otherwise, it's just a very Netflixy family drama that 
was just you I would know, I would argue to say Disney Plusy. I almost felt like this should be on yeah. Disney Plus uh, because it's, uh, it's. I mean, there's some thematic <laughs> elements that are very hard to watch if you're a young kid. I mean, it, it is hard seeing like this from the kid's perspective of like their mom just becoming a different person and right, right, becoming handicapped. It's it's sad. And yeah, I think maybe if this came out in the '90s, that this could pass for a Disney movie. But maybe just because of the the subject matter, where you know she has a serious <laughs> injury, pass, and it's yeah. it's somewhat. I mean, not really. There is one shot that was kind of graphic with some blood. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, true. Yeah. So maybe that's why I wouldn't show up on a Disney Plus these days. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I I did think that the cinematography was beautiful. I've always wanted to visit Australia, and this movie definitely just makes me want to go there even more because they spend a lot of time surfing on the beaches and stuff, and. That's where they find a penguin, by the way. They find a little bird on the beach. Connection between the characters, the family and stuff. That was really well done. I thought the chemistry between them was great. I love the connection between her and uh, the character of Noah with that kid. I thought he was really good in the movie. Um, and then Andrew Lincoln. You don't see him in a lot of films, but he was great. I thought he was a very charismatic husband who was really just trying to do the best he could with the situation. Yeah. That, yeah, he was. I mean, he did everything he could. Like. Everything he did was out of good faith, even if she took it the wrong way. So you got to respect that. And And then it cuts, it. To, it cuts to Naomi Watts, who's, you know, handicapped, helpless. She can't do anything. And that it cuts yeah. to her in a lot of situations during the film is where, oh, my God, my legs don't work. I can't be here for this or that with my kids or my husband or the bird. Yeah. Um, so it does do a good job at kind of showing how all of a sudden just can't be who she was before. So, And I like the use of uh, also dreams and stuff because she was a huge um, – she loved water sports like kayaking, surfing, all that kind of stuff. Just traveling, um, being full of life travel. in general, you know. Oh, of course, yeah. And so like her, having her like in her dreams kind of go back to that and then waking up to remembering, oh, yeah, I'm paralyzed and I can't move and my husband has to flip me. Like those scenes were so like, oh, fuck, like that's so sad. And like I can't imagine that thought process and especially like going into your dream and like – having like uh you know moments of your life come back to you and wishing you could just go right back to that and just that one little rotten wood that caused this incident to happen and just like how you get so hung up on that and without even realizing like blaming somebody and stuff so i mean like it touches on some some themes and some messages that i i think are good for families to go and watch and it's a good endearing and touching story just overall the movie like it's not going to stick with me that much it was kind of just uh it was an okay watch. It wasn't anything exceptional other than just some of the performances and cinematography. I think as a, if you're a family person, you have a big family, you're a mother or father with kids, I think you'll probably appreciate this movie a little bit more, especially if you've been on Instagram following these guys. They have a pretty large following, and they've been promoting their book over the years and the film. So 
sure, I yeah. assume they're very likable. Um, so if you have a bigger connection to the story, then you'll probably like the movie a little bit more. I do think the performances are great. I think it does go to some dark places when it, it basically shows like, hey, this instant can change your life. And it is somewhat a little bit graphic when they actually show it from like a wide shot of uh, her actually getting paralyzed. It's like, whoa, okay, that's that's pretty crazy. But, you know, I, I like what they did with the bird. I like pretty much I, there's nothing to hate on in this movie. I just think it's it's ends up being kind of forgettable when all said and done. So it is what it is. Um, but I'm glad that my mother recommended it. I'm glad we watched it. It was a nice uh, lighthearted film to watch before before my sleepy time. So I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, good grade. Uh, <laughs> I am not going that high. I'm gonna go two and a half out of five. Oh, but come to on, some, man. to some, that's a, to some hate to some that's a low grade. To me, to me, that's a decent film. It does its job. It, it, it does what it's going for. But overall, it's not anything that I'm gonna, it's gonna stick with me. It does it drags for being a 95 minute movie. I'm glad I watched it. But you know, I'm gonna move on with my life. <laughs> It's not one that I'm going to be talk about with everybody and recommend it. So when you're having a beer with your with your work people, you're not going to bring up Penguin yeah. Bloom. Be like, hey, have you guys seen, uh, seen Penguin Bloom? Seen Penguin Bloom? Oh man, <laughs> can you imagine, dude? with your boss. Hey, dude, have you seen Have you seen this fucking movie? Oh, hold up, <laughs> have you seen Penguin Bloom? <laughs> no, forget about the Rays. Have you seen Penguin Bloom? <laughs> Definitely check it out if you're into these type of sentimental uh, films. Speaking of sentimental movies, we have a third film of the week called Palmer. Yeah, we do. That boy, that's Sam. His mama took off. He'll be staying with us till she's back. You know you're a boy, right? Yeah. In the hours that I've known. Do you know when my mama's coming back? He's gonna have to go in the system. There's something seriously wrong with that kid. Would you send me free? Yeah, Palmer, I think going into this, from the poster, it's like Justin Timberlake, he's wearing a hat, and I was like, this is a golf movie. <laughs> he's wearing a fucking hat. <laughs> he's wearing a hat. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in yeah, I was it. like, okay, let's fucking do this, Palmer. I genuinely thought it was a golf movie, um, just because of the legendary golfer Arnold Palmer, which is also I could the, totally the drink. see how you would think that. Yeah, From yeah. The poster's vague enough for you to think that. Yeah, it could be it's, a golf. It's kind of like Million Dollar Arm, where John Hamm's just sitting there with a hat. It's like, it's a golf movie. It's a sports film. There's really if no. You sports knew nothing, yeah. Well, really, but yeah, there is some sports involved. He was played. He was a football player. Palmer stars Justin Timberlake. It's rated R. It's Almost two hours long. It's on Apple TV Plus. Uh, seven on IMDb. Seventy-four critical rating. Ninety-two audience rating. After twelve years in prison, former high school football player star Eddie Palmer returns home to put his life back together and forms an unlikely bond with Sam, an outcast boy from a troubled home. But Eddie's past threatens to ruin his new life and family. Huh, kind of cute. Uh, directed by Fisher Stevens, uh, who hasn't really done much, but I did do some digging, Spencer. He directed a film in 2002 called Just a Kiss. Have you seen it? He also it? did the documentary Before the Flood that Leonardo DiCaprio produced about the whole um, climate change and stuff that you know got a lot of praise and awards. He, did, he directed that, and he's done a couple oh. other documentaries, and he's also a big actor. I mean, he's been in mostly an actor, fifty something, yeah. Uh, yeah, movies, including movies with like Paul Thomas Anderson, and you know bunch of other big directors well, so yeah he's, he's been on the map i would say he's existed but for director wise yeah he hasn't done like a narrative feature like this in i guess since whatever movie you just mentioned in 2002 
Just a Kiss has an 18% of Rotten Tomatoes, and Peter oh, Dinklage okay. is in it with a character named Dink. So I think I want to check it out. Never. All right, I'm in. Um, yeah. Justin Timberlake, uh, he hasn't really been in a movie in a while. Uh, I guess Wonder Wheel, which was a uh, Woody Allen film back in 2017. He took a break or hiatus, I think, to do probably music or something. Or well, he did you know, Trolls. Have a family. I don't know. Yeah, he does have a family. He's had a family. He's married to Jessica Biel. Um, yeah, no, I'm really honestly great for him. Uh, yeah, the last movie I remember seeing him in was uh, Runner Runner, which I didn't watch, so I guess that was a lie. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's in this movie. Plays Eddie Palmer, also known as Palmer. Uh, and I think the other kid that's worth mentioning is the kid who plays Sam Ryder Allen. It's really one of his first credits, but he plays this adorable little kid. Holy! It shit. is his first credit. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he had been in any movies before this. Uh, we got Juno Temple, June Squibb, and Alicia Wainwright. But yeah, I think going to this movie and knew nothing about it other than thinking it was a golf movie and come to find out it's not whatsoever. But Justin Timberlake, I think, ends up giving a pretty strong performance because ultimately he's kind of an underrated actor when it comes to performing. But usually I'm pleasantly surprised if he's given something to work with, which I think this film certainly gives him a solid role, a solid uh, cast to work with against. And Ryder Allen, really good in this movie. I just kind of love seeing his connection with this kid after getting out of prison for not a super crazy crime, but like pretty significant. Um, what well, he I mean, you find doing. out as the movie progresses. That's yeah, one of those it's... things that they try to hint at and you know foreshadow, and then yeah, you get revealed like the little things. Like it, it was a little thing that does you know, have an effect <laughs> on his life. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I was pretty surprised with how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, just because I expected basically nothing from it. So, what about you? Completely agree. I just had no real expectations for this, other than. Just Palmer, Justin Timberlake's coming back to acting. Looks like a drama. Yep. Uh, I'll check it he out. Has a hat. I uh, didn't see the trailer. Um, just kind of went into it on Apple TV Plus, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. I do think that Justin Timberlake gives a very solid performance, and it was mainly because I just wasn't expecting him to yeah. be as good as he was. And like, he's definitely got acting chops. I mean, we've seen him in The Social Network. He's worked with David Fincher. Gave a really good performance uh, as. Um, the adventure of Napster, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget uh, the name, but yeah, something like that. Sean, Sean like, Parker. You know what? Like that. Drop the the. Just yeah, yeah. Facebook. I mean, he's great in that movie, <laughs> and then kind of, you know, he kind of showed up in some supporting roles uh, after that, and then took a break, came back, and is leading this movie. And is like, I didn't see Justin Timberlake at one point. I just kind of saw the character, and that's rare. I, I just did not expect to even say that. But I think the soul and the heart of this movie is Ryder Allen. Like, yes, absolutely. I'm very curious to see like if he is going to continue acting after this, and like what kind of roles uh, he'll continue playing. But I hope he does because he is like magnetic on screen. He's just a joy to watch. He's hilarious. He has like amazing chemistry with both june squibb and uh justin timber like the scene of like when they're in the back when he's in the back of the car and like she's like don't listen and he's like i can't <laughs> listen if you're gonna talk <laughs> like it's impossible like it was so funny yeah. his witty like the back and forth and just his attitude towards like he was in the shitty situation like with his mom and just what was going on and just he was always like a smile on his face ready to go and like have fun with Palmer and just like it was so sweet and endearing to watch and the movie's cliche you can see where it's gonna go and that is obviously a flaw of the movie because it's it's got some pacing issues because 
for me, it's like I, I knew because I knew where it was going to go. I'm just like, all right, just get there, get there, get there. Let's go. <laughs> You're almost there. And then it's like, no, we're going to go take a detour for five minutes and then we'll get there. It's like, okay, fine. But regardless, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with Palmer. I thought it was a pretty solid film, to be honest. I just, again, I expected nothing. So when you end up getting this really just solid, endearing story between Palmer and this little kid, there were so many scenes that I was like, wow, this is like such a delight to watch. Um, and watching him kind of just like change as a person from being this person who was stuck in prison for 12 years. And he's like, oh, you know, guy, boys don't play with dolls and stuff or whatever. And turning into this very accepting person that knew he just had to be here for this kid. Also, Alicia Wainwright, who played the the teacher, she was great in the movie. Oh, I loved her as um, well in the movie, yeah. Yeah, especially the scene uh, on that takes place like everybody dresses up for Halloween in the classroom. Love that. That was so great. Make the kid feel better about himself and stuff, you know, hopefully not get made fun of by these little bastard kids that are just awful. I don't miss high school. I don't miss uh, middle school because of stuff like that. <laughs> Absolutely. I loved it, though, when Justin Timberlake grabbed that kid's arm. He's like, if you touch that kid one more time, I'll I'm gonna break, break this. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, fuck oh, yes, dude. Yeah. Okay, let's go. That It's like, that's it. the type of father figure I want to be. If anyone ever fucks yeah. with my kid, dude, I will go to prison for it i don't care <laughs> when he goes and confronts that guy at the pool hall i guess dude my blood was boiling with him like it i don't know the movie managed to get me into it at least to that degree so <laughs> i almost felt like that moment i'm like maggie are you kidding me dude you need to go with him and confront this guy because this is bullcrap dude who does yeah, that to a child know. that you don't even know like god damn yeah i thought he was pretty tame with the guy to begin yeah, with. yeah man um, but he could have done way worse this movie just kind of came out of nowhere, and I could totally get why Apple TV bought this movie. Probably saw like a preview screening and was like, oh yeah, we'll totally buy and distribute this because it's a very feel-good movie that I think a lot of families could watch and, and enjoy. And, and it's got the paint-by-numbers kind of cliches, I guess, but story it's not Nothing that happens is really a surprise, but I think right. what, what really does take you by surprise is how good the characters are in a movie that's just called Palmer. It's like sure. okay wow this is pretty solid and even june squibb like whenever she's in the movie as the mom is like phenomenal like her performance like especially when you first see her at the beginning and then when she comes back into the film later on like she is a completely different person like the way for, that she looks and like how she acts too it's like oh my god like just her coming into the movie for her small amount of screen time and giving a very good performance as well it's just, yeah. just kind of it's just very unexpected and it's nice to see but she's kind of good in everything, and she's yeah, always kind it's, of been it's a dark June Squibb. Like I, I need to see some of her earlier roles. I've only seen her as a like a really old lady in like Nebraska. So uh, I no, and also she was in not, oh wait, lady. not June Squibb. Sorry, Juno Temple. I meant Juno Temple. Oh, I told him meant Juno Temple. I'm so sorry. The the mom. All right. Well, it's Juno. still yeah. Well, you June said Scrib small is, role. June like, Squibb June... is June Squibb. Yeah, she was fine. <laughs> she was she did the grandma role perfectly. But no, Juno Temple. Sorry. I agree with you on both fronts, yes, uh, even though I'm talking about June Squibb. But yeah, Juno Temple's also really good. Uh, there's, I've, the last thing I saw her in, I think, was like uh, that thing with Matthew McConaughey, whatever that movie Killer, was. Killer Joe, yeah. Yeah, so she she plays some, she always plays like this dark, like, drug addict or something, but she plays it pretty darn well. So yeah, what did you uh, what did you think overall of this film? Overall, pleasantly surprised. It's paint by numbers, cliche. You can see where the story's going. It's got patient, pacing issues. It's almost two hours long. It could have been 90 minutes, maybe an hour and 40. Probably been a lot tighter. But I was surprised, and I, I found myself really enjoying it. I'm going to go three out of five. It gets to fresh. All right. It's a good film. 
I liked it. I agree with you. I'm going to go a little bit higher, but I do. I agree. I think that uh, there are just a lot of good character moments in this movie. Justin Timberlake, a great chemistry, and there's just a lot of likable things about this film. So I think it is something you can sit down and watch with your girlfriend or boyfriend or with your family, maybe. Maybe not younger kids, but, you know, kids and uh, and check this one out. It's definitely a, a delightful experience for the most part. So I actually gave this a four out of five. I, I really had very few complaints and I was very pleasantly surprised with uh, with the outcome of this film. So, yeah, that is Fantastic. Palmer you can check out on apple tv plus all righty spencer well that is going to do it for this week's films oh i did not i didn't see this but there are a few films coming out next week would you like to inform the audience about those sure yeah we have one coming out next friday february 5th on netflix malcolm and marie uh zendaya and john david washington it all takes place in one location this house it was shot in june during covid under the whole protocol so it's like one of the first movies i guess shot in covid and released um so netflix saw it was really impressed bought it and they're going to release it next friday it's all black and white it has to do with like a, a filmmaker uh coming back after a premiere and then talking with his girlfriend about like critics and then they have relationship stuff so i don't know it should be kind of interesting intimate i don't know i've heard that zendaya might get an oscar nomination so uh i'm looking forward to that and then I threw this one in there as well because it also gets released on Amazon Prime. It's called Bliss. It has Owen Wilson, Salma Hayek, and it's directed by Mike Cahill. And he is doing a movie that just won for uh, the Those Movie Dudes podcast, the main show that we do that's bi-weekly, uh, called I Origins. So, oh, how about that? Uh, same director, but this is going to be for a different show. It's going to be for next week. Bliss. Uh, I don't know much about it. It looks kind of like a sci-fi drama comedy thing with owen wilson and sama hayek who knows what it is i don't know but we're gonna watch it yeah i'm definitely very excited for malcolm and maria just because i'm on zendaya hype right now because of euphoria she's fucking incredible so uh and she might very well get a uh, best actress nomination i hope she does because she's you know she's needs she's one of those actresses that just needs to be recognized over the next couple years here Uh, anything else you want to mention spencer we do have a few other shows here don't we yeah, we have a show uh, coming out in a couple of days or an episode, I should say, of Collector's Corner. We're going to be doing Paths of Glory. Uh, oh. So I have not even Glory. watched this yet, um, but it's a Stanley Kubrick film. It's a Criterion film. Um, so I will be checking that one out, and we'll be talking about it on Wednesday. Awesome. And we do have another show, uh, the TMD, Those Movie Dudes main show, comes out bi-weekly. Um, we just did the poll, and I believe Eye Origins. King Kong. King Kong, the 1933 original film, and Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. Uh, is what we're going to be discussing on that podcast. So uh, keep your eye out for that. We'll keep you updated in our IG stories and posts. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Mainstream Boys. I'm your host, Jonathan, Mainstream Boy himself, with Little Ducky. Little Ducky over there, up there in Maine in the freezing cold. I feel for you, but good thing you have heat in your home. Um, hope you don't lose power. But, yeah, thanks again for listening, everybody. And we will see you next Monday with another new episode. Toodles. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday. And you can stay up to date with everything Those Movie Dudes by following us on Instagram.